Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of Blockchain Supper Club. My name is Keith Hill, originating from Dallas, Texas. And, uh, you know, kind of representing the, you know, peer group. You know, Blockchain Supper Club is all about education in this space. We're uh, taking advantage of these new technologies that have emerged, emerged on, the, on the global stage to help people uh, create more value, exchange value, and uh, do a whole lot of things that were not possible just a few years ago. So, um, welcome to this episode. And I uh, really wanted to jump out here, man, because of, you know, the economic situation uh, here in the United States and really on the global stage is like, um, it's getting out of control. <laughs> And uh, because we're here in the United States, you know, uh, I can look back over the three years of, uh, you know, that we had prior to this current administration, this Biden administration, that uh, prior to the pandemic, let me put a marker right there, prior to the pandemic, the United States is rolling, okay? Energy independent, border secure, um, really every ethnic group, economic group growing, uh, record numbers. I mean, it, absolutely amazing. And then this is on the heels of eight years with President Obama, who basically said that none of this was possible. And I realized, man, never, you know, ran a business before. He's a social activist and social justice engineer and all that. So, you know, they do a lot of theory, you know, about what they think is possible and everything. And then you really drill down into what they believe. And they believe in Marxism and socialism and communism and all these things that are incompatible with a country like the United States that is ex that is exceptional, okay? It's an exceptional nation on the world stage. It's never been a, a country like the United States that has been built on uh, Judeo-Christian values. And a lot of focus has been over these years from the socialist leftist side uh, to highlight the negative of these nations, but of our nation rather. And uh, the thing is, is that if you look back with a broad stroke of everything that was going on in a period of time when the United States was born as a nation, uh, slavery was something that was practiced all over the planet. So to just make it like this nation is a racist nation uh, that never overcame is a total lie, man. I mean, the, the Constitution of the United States the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, all these documents are amazing, man. And people have died, man, to make it a reality, to make the United States a, a nation of exception. And it's the reason why people fly here. You know, they, it's the reason why people want to come in. So if this was truly a, a racist, uh, terrible nation, you wouldn't see the people trying to come here by droves. So it just goes to show you there's a lie of miss. There's a lie in the mix. And, um, and if we're not careful, we're going to lose the nation that we love and hold so dear. This current administration um, came in in January and just pretty much, in my view, just took a wrecking ball to everything that we were blessed to have. We had a secure border for once. 
needed to be the final st final pieces of the wall needed to be built. They had energy independence, which I've always thought the United States. I'm like, how in the world are we buying oil from OPEC and from other nations outside the United States when the Lord has blessed this nation, man? When, when we look at that dollar bill, news bills, these fiat money, and it says, in God we trust, there was a period in time when people understood these things. This nation, the United States, has so many resources. It's ridiculous. There's no way we're supposed to be, you know, borrowing money from anybody or not being able to supply resources to other parts of the world. And President Trump pr pretty much proved that. <laughs> I mean, we were in energy independent. Number one exporter of, of, of natural gas and oil under his watch. So to have Joe Biden come in with the socialist agenda, everything, you know, you're going to supposedly get everything for free is really an attempt to enslave people, you know, because uh, that's not God's way, man. You know, Jesus Christ talked about the father. He said, I and my father work. So if he and the father work, and then you look at what they've been working on, they've been, you know, the physical universe that we see is an endless expanse of amazement, man. <laughs> Stars and galaxies and, and, and the pinnacle creation is human beings made in his likeness and image. That's a whole nother hole to go down over, and I look forward to doing that. That's one of the reasons why I created the podcast, so I can talk about these things, man. But we look at where the world is going right now apart from him trying to do things apart from him and it's screwed up and it points toward a malevolent spirit that's inspiring these things it's known as satan the devil the fallen one the one who was lucifer got to see god do his thing somewhere along the way says hey you know i'm gonna be like you know, the most high. I'm going to have my stars above his. My throne's going to be above his. Basically a coup. And, uh, of course, he was discovered, cast out with a third of the angels that he deceived. You can read about that in Revelation 12, 9. It talks about that old serpent, the devil, who deceives the whole world. That's a present tense thing with a, a plural on the end. Deceives the whole world. Go look at that, man. Now, that's the one part of this whole story that nobody talks about except for those in the church who you know are moved to uh you know give people the entire counsel about things you know you can't talk about the world without talking about god now the world does that of course and we see where we are without him and uh it's a problem it's a major problem and it's going to get dealt with through the return of jesus christ that's a whole nother thing I mean, I keep telling you, man, it's just more and more just to dig into, and we will over time. But today, you know, just focusing on the fact that we have a a cratering situation here with the economy, the crisis on the border. I mean, I'm here in Texas, and our, our governor, you know, nobody's perfect, but, you know, this dude is trying his best to rally all the resources of our nation, of our state, rather, and fight against this federal government that has basically just allowed people to come across the border at will. It's ridiculous, man. And then, you know, on one end, you know, uh, Joe Biden is forcing these mandates on the government employees. That's a whole nother thing, man. You can't force people to do stuff. 
I mean, this is a play. This is a chapter out of the playbook of the Chinese Communist Party, which has already brutalized their people. I mean, they've killed millions of Chinese people, you know. And uh, the Chinese Communist Party, man, is 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 a devilish thing, man. You know, and people just don't realize how much they've infiltrated our lives. I mean, through uh, technologies that we play with. You know, and I don't play with them. I mean, companies like TikTok, um, Zoom, <laughs> they gather data and they have their servers in China. And China has pretty much a clamp on every entity that's in there within their borders that, you know, they have access to all the information. So imagine that you, your data, man is in China and in their database. They know everything about you and all they need is just a reason <laughs> to look at you, you know? I mean, I used to have a, a thought about, hey, I want to go to China one day and see the Great Wall and things like that. Man, forget all that, man. If they knew what I was saying now, they'd probably try to keep me over there like I'm some kind of spy or something. Just how bad it is over there. Not to mention the Uyghurs, man, the Muslim Uyghurs that they have in prison camps. Millions of them. The, the the live organ harvesting industry that they have. Have you heard of that? Live organ, organ harvesting. Somebody on the table, they cut their heart out or some organ that some elite person that has money wants to have a transplant. That person is alive on the table, man, and they take that organ out of them, man, while they're alive many times without any anesthesia. The evil of that, man. And this is going on, man. There ain't no way, you know, when you look at these things, ain't no way our nation is supposed to be doing any business with these people, man. And I'm not talking about the Chinese people themselves. I'm talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, the criminal organization part. Okay, and uh, you know all these companies want the cheap labor, and they've turned a, a blind eye to the brutality, man. You know the total abuse that they put down on 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 their people. You know, Nike, Apple, you name it. You know, and then the NBA goes over there, and you know I I actually tripped out a few years ago when the NBA was over there and. You know, this stuff was starting to hit the fan about what China was doing to the Uyghurs and everything and LeBron James and all of them. Matter of fact, it was triggered by the Houston Rockets general manager, I believe it was, talking about this whole thing with China, Chinese Communist Party. And then everybody wants to clamp down on him like, you know, he did something wrong. When the NBA is going over there playing games and LeBron James opening his stupid mouth, and pretty much like was a coward about the whole thing as far as I'm concerned. He just showed his ignorance about the whole situation, man. He didn't know what he was talking about. And to this day, I've never heard him say anything smart. One of the funniest things. <laughs> I believe that love, man. I remember when he was talking about the incident where the uh, police officer, you know, in, in a, uh, I think it was a shooting. I can't remember which one because we had so many from George Floyd to you name it. And he, he stood up and said in a press conference, he said, you mean to tell me they couldn't subdue that gentleman 
and we all cracked up. It was like, what you talking about subdue, man? You talking about they couldn't subdue that gentleman. <laughs> like, you mean to say subdue? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I ain't mad at dude for being a basketball player, but, you know, he can spend some money on understanding the English language, you know, proper English and everything. Subdue, man. I'm like, that's a joke uh, that I keep. Uh, bringing out from time to time but the bottom line is when they were over there making this money in china man it was inappropriate and it's still inappropriate it's inappropriate for companies to allow or for the new york stock exchange or nasdaq or uh, any of our markets to be open to companies from that that have attachment to the chinese communist party and if you operate within china you operate under the guise and the control of the state. So we got a situation, and Trump understood that, man, and he went at them. So to have all of our stuff lined up right for once with that administration, and then this administration comes in and put, takes a wrecking ball to it, people are now beginning to see the terrible policies of the left, communism, socialism. The United States is not set up for that, man. We're not set up to be, you know, government handouts. And, you know, I know it is a part of our society is bought into that. They want to be, you know, get their, get their, um, you know, their, their food stamps or their cards, you know, and all that. And, they, you know, they want to live like that. And I realize that. Uh, but that's not the way it's supposed to be, man. We're supposed to be out here working, man. We're supposed to be out here pursuing life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, man. And this is a great place to do it. You have every opportunity. There's nobody holding you back, man. You know, I'm a black man in Dallas, Texas, man. I'm here to tell you, I ain't never had nobody hold me back. Does racism exist? Absolutely. Systemic racism? Absolutely not, man. Ain't nobody ever held me back. Nobody never held me back. The, the biggest truth that came through my, my mind was the fact that God gives me the ability to do things. And when I you know, connected to him, then my ideas kicked in. You know, the inspiration for what to do with your life kicked in because God has a plan for you. That's, to me, the answer. is like, you know, you need a relationship with Jesus Christ who, you know, is a direct feed from God the Father, man. And they made things like this where, we, where Jesus said, I live in the Father, the Father's in me, and I'm going to be in you. That's not possible if you don't have a relationship with him. You know, it's a spiritual thing. And a lot of people living in their flesh, and so be it. You know what I mean? But I dare say before you draw your last breath, you better get this right, man. And humble yourself before the Almighty God and ask for forgiveness of your sins. And ask him for the Holy Spirit so you can get the downloads. You know, ain't nothing like having a download idea from God Almighty, man, who created everything. The scriptures say he created everything through and for Jesus Christ. So the Trinity is very important, man. You know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, I can tell you, man, being in the faith for 30-something years, that the Holy Spirit has helped me, man. He, he's comforted me when I had losses. Uh, led me into God's truth when I needed to understand something and gave me the power to do something that was in the natural impossible to do. This is God, man. This is what this is this is who you need to connect with. It's 
And I'm a witness that uh, he's a compassionate, loving God. But there's limits and timetables in place because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So if that's true, and it is, uh, we're on the clock to when God is going <laughs> to take control of his possessions. And uh, the Lord's Prayer has this part in there that says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So his will is being done in heaven, and his will is going to be done on earth. And Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. He's going to be seated on the throne of David, King David of Israel, in Jerusalem. And he's going to rule with a rod of iron, the scriptures say. For a thousand years, you know, all these stories, these great stories about what, what's getting ready to happen in the future. But before then, there's a devil loose in the earth, man. And you look at policies like what we're doing, we're seeing with the Biden administration. And this is ridiculous, man. And people all over this nation are starting to wake up to the fact that, you know, this is not right. This is not right. It's not right what took place with the election November the 3rd. But, hey, that's going to work itself out through the forensic audits. Uh, you know, it looks like Arizona might be the first domino to fall on that. Uh, they did their forensic audit. And, I mean, discovered thousands and thousands. Man, Trump lost by 10,000, they say, right? And the election was certified. They've already found fifty to seventy-five thousand ballots that are illegal. <laughs> so this thing should have never been certified. So I would be surprised to see Arizona decertify here soon. Georgia has problems. I mean, they actually have video uh, showing you know people bringing ballots from under tables. Man, I mean, it was it was it's crazy. And then you got Pennsylvania, you got Wisconsin, you got Michigan. And these were, I believe, the five states that in the middle of the night were at 10.30 on November, 10.30 p.m., they all stopped counting ballots for some reason. I'm like, what in the world, man? <laughs> and then we, and Trump was ahead, right, by a landslide, look like. And we wake up the next morning, and then he's, he's behind on loss. So all this stuff is kind of coming to pass now, man. It's going to get dealt with. And uh, not to mention this administration is just going for broke with this whole, you know, they, they really want to be a tyrannical government, it appears. I mean, you know, critical race theory and, and everything, uh, teaching our kids uh, things that are not true. Uh, Dr. King, man, Martin Luther King said he wanted his kids to be appreciated, man, you know, for the content of their character, not for the color of their skin. And here it is with this critical race theory uh, thing created by some man somewhere. And all of a sudden, we, we got to bow down to that? Absolutely not, man. I wouldn't want my child being taught this stuff. So you got mothers all over the country, man, showing up in these school district boardrooms, you know, making demands, man, telling these people they need to get this stuff out of the curriculum um, or they're going to face the consequences of being removed. <laughs> You know, these mothers start running for, running for, excuse that, my computer, dropping notes, forcing this stuff up on people and parents. Uh, you know, that's not a winning formula, man. Matter of fact, it's like opening up, you know, Pandora's box because parents are not going to sit up and let you just teach their kids any, any type of thing and make them little Marxists running around that hate their nation and everything. We love the United States, man. We love its history. 
and that we overcame some things together, man. There's people that died for this nation to be free. It's, 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 it's people that died uh, during the Civil War. Ulysses S. Grant leading the Union Army to defeat the South. It was the Democrat Party that created the Ku Klux Klan. How in the world a lie gets through over time that the Republican Party is the Ku Klux Klan? How in the world you get the black community so deeply entrenched in the Democratic Party that started all this mess? And from every one of the main amendments, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, that gave us freedom and citizenship and the right to vote, that uh, all of this was blocked, attempted to be blocked by the Democrat Party. So, I mean, I'm sick of the lies, man. And then when you step out here and you talk truth like what I'm talking about, they want to, now we're in the, in the section of time where they think they can cancel you. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and even Google, man, a global search engine, all up in our business like we've never seen before, which leads to this thing, the spiritual thing, man. I always wondered, I knew the story, man, you know, of the Antichrist. And the mark of the beast, the, the 666 that would be required for you to do transactions and be able to buy and sell. It wasn't until these days, man, this pandemic unlocked some stuff, man, and caused some things to come into play. The idea of a lockdown. Governments all over the world locking down transportation, locking down trade, locking down your ability to buy and sell. And... China's already doing that, but to have it done on a global scale, now you see a system starting to emerge where it's just, it's not connected fully yet. And here it is, the United States is dabbling in that because we have feckless leaders that don't know no better and the devil is jerking the chain to lock down. You got California practicing the lockdown. You got New York and all that. You got these states that as a result of the pandemic immediately start playing around with tyrannical things and locking down uh, businesses and everything. And I thank God for Texas, man, where I live, man, that they immediately wanted to get out of that, man. They immediately wanted to stop taking money from the government so people could get back to work. If you start sending them money, sending people money, and they make more money sitting at home than having a, a, a need to go out, and make enough money to pay their rent, their car notes, and any other life support bill they got, and they can do it just by sitting at home, what do you think is going to happen? Human nature will make you stay at home, man. You know, if they can print up money like they're trying to do, $3.5 trillion just on this particular one they're trying to get through, not to mention I think it was $1.2 or $1.5 trillion that they approved before that. Hey, man, World War II costs three point something trillion dollars to fight the Nazis, Japan, Japan uh, Italy. Three trillion dollars to fight World War II, man. And these people are trying to spend four trillion dollars in 10 months. Now, spending money that you don't have and spending printing money is causing problems, man. You got 
stagnation or stagflation kicking in now where you have a stagnant economy that they pretty much destroyed, man. This thing was handed over to them on a platter, man. In spite of the pandemic, we're in a strong position economically. We just need to get everybody back to work and open up the businesses and all that, which has been the problem. And then you get Biden in there and they want to continue to mandate, control, shut down, threaten, and all this stuff. And it's created this problem where now, you know, supply chain issues exist. You're going to see in the next few weeks, if they don't get this under control, man, Christmas is going to be a very miserable experience because there's going to be so much missing off of the shelves. And what's going to be on the shelves is going to be so priced out that you're not going to want to buy it. I mean, beef and food is already, you know, uh, becoming expensive. And I like to grill steaks, man, and I noticed the pricing going up. Just today they were talking about supply chain problems and when you, <laughs> the ripple effect of these policies, man, when somebody says, okay, you got to, you know, the government, Biden administration say you got to be mandated. All government employees must be mandated to take the vaccine. I'm like, what? And all vendors and contractors that do business with the government have to be vaccinated. Here it is, a personal choice, man, being mandated upon people. Now, the ripple effect of that is, okay, now people are facing deadlines on their jobs. They're saying, I ain't doing it. And then all of a sudden now they're not on a critical job that's critical to the supply chain. You know, just the other day, Southwest Airlines all of a sudden <laughs> canceling hundreds of flights. And, you know, the CEO of uh, Southwest OTV talking about I mean, you can just sense, I'm like, man, dude, you lying, okay? There's nothing wrong, the weather's good, and the pilots are rebelling against the fact that y'all got a mandate coming down the road where, you know, I think it's in December, where if they don't have their vaccine, they basically they lose their jobs. And these people are tenured people, man, with benefits and everything. You just can't make them do stuff like this. So guess what? <laughs> they started with what they call the freedom flu. They got maybe time off on the books that they can take in, in a coordinated effort on the down low. Say, look, man, we are calling in sick. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, Southwest got to deal with 400 flights that they can't logistically pull off. So that's just one industry. But that industry is also, um, you know, t hitting, you know, the other industries that it's hitting is logistics. You know, bringing the goods and services off of these docks, man. And then the people are not there to do it. This is having a ripple effect like you wouldn't believe, okay? And it's affecting everybody. It's affecting the economy. And we didn't have these problems. And, then, you know, this is how we know we're in the last days because, and when I mean last days, I'm talking about the collapse warning, man. You know, God talked about things, Jesus Christ talked about things in Matthew 24. Go to Matthew 24, and you'll see he talked to the disciples who asked him point blank. He said, Lord, what should be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And he told them in Matthew 24, go check it out and look at what we're dealing with and tell me that this is not where we're at. That don't mean we know what day or hour, but we know the window, and we in the window, Okay. Too many lies going on, too much manipulation going on, and a control system trying to get in place. We have one more emergency 
uh, a global uh, emergency that causes them to have and take control, man. And we're one step away from the system that the man of sin, the Antichrist, will be able to use. Because they're already telling you you can't go to a restaurant in New York unless you can prove you've been vaccinated. They're trying to get vaccine passports in place where you can't even travel unless you get proved that you've been vaccinated. All these are precursors to the market of beast thing, you know, where you won't be able to buy and sell unless you had a number. And just in case you didn't know what that means, this whole number was 666 when the time comes. And I don't plan on being here because the Bible talks about the church being taken out. The church meaning the ecclesia, the called out ones being taken out of the earth. I'm planning to be a part of that. <laughs> in the twinkling of an eye, you're being snapped out of here because you trusted and you waited on the Lord and you were looking forward to his coming. But what follows immediately following that is, is an evil system uh, led by, you know, the Antichrist and the false prophet. It's a whole nother story, whole nother time, man. We may be able to invite some of the evangelicals uh, that follow this space, man, so we can talk about this thing. Because people need to know, you know, a lot of the pulpits around the country, they're not preaching the gospel, you know, fully. They're not teaching the entire counsel of God. I'm thankful I am because I go to Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship where Dr. Tony Evans is pastor. And, you know, we're all about the kingdom agenda. So if you ever want to, you know, have uh, <laughs> have access to ministry that teaches you about the kingdom of God, Go to ocbfchurch.com, and you're welcome to join us anytime, okay? But I digress. Okay, so we got a situation where, you know, if you're not careful, you're going to be caught in a bear trap here um, financially without any, um, and I'm, I'm talking to people that, you know, normal people, man, they may be living paycheck to paycheck, but it's at least stable for a minute. You know, like I said, prior to the pandemic, everything was kind of like a whole lot of hope, a whole lot of trending up and everything, opportunities like crazy. And then the pandemic hit and kind of disoriented everybody and everything. And we lost businesses. We lost people. I lost a friend, a good friend a couple of weeks ago uh, to the, to the uh, virus. I mean, just ain't no way, man. This brother's supposed to be gone. He gone, man. You know? And so, uh, you know, this thing is, this pandemic, this CCP virus, this Wuhan virus has done some damage, man. You know? And how we manage our way out of this is uh, very important. So, um, one of the things that uh, people that are normal, Everyday people got to come up with some other solutions, man, because the whole thing of you being able to make enough money uh, to take care of your families and these companies are beginning to do things like mandate you to do one thing or another. You may be down with it. You may not. You better have some other options. And so, you know, one of the things that I recommend, and I'm a part of it, uh, is, is crowdfunding. Uh, there's a There's a a system called Co-op Crowd that I want to introduce you guys to. And, um, you know, it's a, number one, it's a legitimate way of making or generating money for yourself, your cause. I mean, most of the crowdfunding 
uh, platforms like Indiegogo, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, and many, many more. There's thousands of them now, I believe. They're kind of campaign driven. You know, somebody has a cause that they need to raise money for. Uh, it could be somebody's got a great idea for a business and, you know, they want to raise, raise the money for it. Um, and they don't want to go through the SEC and all that stuff of trying to formally raise equity dollars and venture capital and all of that. And uh, I'm going to read this de definition of what crowdfunding is from Investopedia. Investopedia it says, what is crowdfunding? Crowdfunding is the use of small amounts of capital from a large number of individuals to finance a new business venture. Crowdfunding makes use of the easy accessibility of vast networks of people through social media and crowdfunding websites to bring investors and entrepreneurs together with the potential to increase entrepreneurship by expanding the pool of investors beyond the traditional circle of owners, relatives, and venture capitalists. That's the window that we're in. Blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies are in this space. De DeFi, which is decentralized finance, is enabling us to exchange value, acquire, stake um, value uh, for interest and uh, gains that uh, you can't get out of the stock markets anymore. I mean, what I'm looking at uh, Bitcoin today. Bitcoin today is sitting at what? Bitcoin is sitting at 57,641 dollars and 48 cents per Bitcoin. And just a few days ago it was under 50,000. And not only that, but back in, uh, I want to say October of last year, it was at 17 and broke out and hit 20, I believe, after the first of the year. And here we are at 57. And this is just Bitcoin. Ethereum is at $3,622.28. And it was at 1200 for the longest last year. And now it's at $3,622. There are assets. Um, one that I'm uh, hyped about is uh, XRP, which is in the payments uh, space. You know, uh, you send money through your bank account, wire transfer, it takes days. Well, XRP solves that problem by enabling you to send money anywhere in the world, exchange from a U.S. dollar, fiat money to, let's say you in Japan, it needs to be converted to yen, happens in three to four seconds for less than pennies on the dollar. That's where we are, man. Taking advantage of decentralized finance, technologies, and things like that. So, um, yeah. So back over here to crowdfunding, when uh, I came across this project, uh, Co-op Crowd, and it was a new innovation and twist on crowdfunding. And President Obama signed the 2012 Jobs Act that pretty much, you know, opened the door for this type of uh, way of raising capital through donations, uh, made it legal so we wouldn't have problems with the SEC and something like that. 
and stuff like that. Now, I mean, equity crowdfunding still has to be registered with the SEC, and you can dig down that rabbit hole. But what we're talking about is peer-to-peer crowdfunding. Peer-to-peer, that means me to you, or you to somebody else, or you to some campaign, okay? And, um, you know, Co-op Crowd has developed a an innovation in this space that I believe is revolutionary. Um, we're at the tip of the spear of this thing where, you know, uh, totally automated platform, uh, 100% of the donations go to the, the donors, and it turns donors simultaneously upon their active donation, their, which is a one-time donation, by the way, a one-time donation that also turns you into a receiver. And when I tell you the whole concept of uh, what it's built on is a biblical principle. I mean, giving, which, you know, your donation, that one-time donation, you sharing it with others, which they recommend three-plus people. I know way more than three people, but they, like, bottom line, you got to at least do three people, and then it it pays for itself. It's a subscription-based donor platform, and it's totally automated. I mean, you donate, it pays the people, the donors, I mean, the, uh, the uh, causes that are uh, in the system. And so look at yourself as being a cause, man. And this thing, when I tell you people are, it's, it's, it's changing the way people um, are generating money for themselves. At the same time while they're helping others. So in the show notes, I want you to click on Co-op Crowd. And consider joining our team, the Blockchain Self Club team. Um, you know, you're a cause, I'm a cause. Um, it's, you know, it's not gifting, it's not multi level marketing. It is a direct, disruptive technology development in the crowdfunding space. Whereas you have GoFundMe, Kickstarter, all of those, Indiegogo. Yeah, you can look it up. I mean, the, the, I believe 80% of all the campaigns on those platforms don't get, the goals are not met. And, you know, there's a reason behind that. I mean, you know, it's kind of dependent upon you touching people and moving them, you know, and them having, you know, empathy towards your project, your cause. You know, you want to raise money for a great idea that you have, and you got to reach enough people to have an appreciation for that, that thing. And, 80% 80% of the people on those platforms or the projects on those platforms don't get funded. So with Co-op Crowd, the innovation pieces, the emotion part is taken out. The automated part is put in. So for example, you're in the business, or so to speak, you're an active donor, and you begin sharing the Co-op Crowd uh, donor system with others let's say three people and the day the moment that they create or they uh become active donors who do you believe is the first recipient of a donation from that act of kindness it's you and your cause but it's not just you it's it's also you and upwards of 10 other causes which are people and businesses and and just think about that part. You're giving into a system that is taking care of distributing 
uh, your donation to people and you don't even have to think about it. They're part of a global community of, of people that have given, they're sharing the donor system with others and they're receiving as a result of it. So that's the beauty of this whole thing. And when I tell you the moment you donate your one-time donation into the system, um, it immediately hits. And the person that uh, invited you to be an active donor benefits from it and upwards of 10 other causes are receiving donations from that one-time donation. Now, this thing goes exponential like you wouldn't believe. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. The automated side of this thing produces donations that pay out uh, in the thousands. I mean, the it's it's math it's mathematical uh, design with certainty. There's no guessing about this stuff. So in the show notes, you can click on uh, my tap link. And look up Co-op Crowd, you can see the overview of uh, some of the presentations from the company. We're on a mission to help people, man. There's people around the world that have never had a bank account. They've never had an opportunity to have funds to meet any of their needs. And this platform, the Co-op Crowd platform, can be an answer to what we're all facing. In the United States, we're facing, you know... <laughs> A government that's breaking everything. Okay, they're breaking the economy. They're breaking the supply chain. They're breaking the border. They're breaking uh, the educational system. Things are breaking. So we better have a solution and alternatives beyond the traditional things that we've been accustomed to, regular jobs and everything. Cooperatives are a way to address this. I mean, we've addressed ground transportation through cooperatives like Uber and Lyft people coming together using their own assets, using their cars instead of a, you know, a, ta a taxi cab or a limo. Airbnb, changing the hospitality industry and doesn't even own a piece of real estate, affecting where we stay, where we lay our heads when we're on vacation and taking trips. That's a cooperative. And I'm here to tell you that Co-op Crowd may be the ultimate, and we're at the beginning of this thing. So I invite you to click on that link and uh, see the presentation of Co-op Crowd. And uh, if you have any questions, you can send me a, send me a note. Co-op uh, crowdfunding is legit. That's number one. All that Ponzi scheming, all this susu and gifting and all that, it may sound like it's for me similar to this, man. No, this is crowdfunding, okay? Get it right. The whole thing of you have an account, you have your own digital wallet, man, that the money goes into, you know, that you can withdraw your money anytime. Totally automated and everything. And one of the things with Blockchain Supper Club is we teach people how to, you know, download a, a, a app where you can start dabbling in cryptocurrencies you want to buy your first digital asset it doesn't necessarily have to be um be bitcoin it can be others i told you i'm invested in in uh, xrp and xrp is at a dollar 13 right now you know a hundred dollars in the right asset can change your life man all of a sudden thing hits 
a <laughs> hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, and you get 10, 10 times returns on your assets. You couple that along with some of the decentralized finance, financial services that are coming, they enable you to stake your assets and, and save money at interest and rates that you don't get from a bank account. You know, there's, there's ways of, of, and strategies that you have to take advantage of now. And if you don't, it's shame on you, man. There's no, there's no reason for you not to do these things now. Co-op crowd, I'm putting it in your face because I'm like, you know what? There's no reason for you not. I mean, we've, we've missed so much over the years, not being in the investor markets, the capital markets and all that stuff where, you know, you're investing in Apple when it was $10 or something or Amazon or Google. And now there are thousands of dollars and you're not going to put that money into the markets to try to make any millions off of that. It's done. Cryptocurrencies is a space where you can actually have those type of gains. And I mean, have it within six months sometimes. That's what we're about with Blockchain Supper Club. You know, this whole thing of, you know, giving you the information so you can make decisions, man, that can change your life forever. Okay. So uh, I'm going to end this particular episode. I just wanted to get on here and get back in the swing of things. But, uh, you know, co-op crowd is the play. I'm in it. Uh, I'm in it to win. <laughs> and I'm in it to share it with people around the world. And um, you do your due diligence. There's plenty of information for you to do that. But it all activates off of a one-time donation, man. And uh, that donation immediately starts affecting lives. But it also immediately opens the door for you to receive donations for the rest of your life. Okay? And uh, I know that's a hard saying. It may be a little bit of a thing overcoming in your mind. But if you, if you overcame uh, getting in somebody's car to use Uber, if you overcame your fear of buying something online, using Amazon, if you overcame, you know, looking at movies instead of going to the theater, you know, using online platforms like Netflix, if you overcame your fear of staying in somebody's house using Airbnb, this is just another innovation, man. You overcome your fear of, you know, the fact that, hey, is it really possible to generate donations that can, that can meet all of my needs? that I can settle my debts, you know? Yeah, man, it's possible now. And what is, you know, one-time donation? And the one-time donation is just $84. Actually, when you, it's on the Ethereum blockchain, uh, the way the, the co-op crowd system is set up on the Ethereum blockchain. So anybody that knows about that knows that there's fees when you come in and out. So look at around about 100 bucks, but it's $84. It's basically $25 a month subscription uh, on a donor platform. But that one-time donation opens you up to share it with people. And at a minimum, three people can take care of your monthly uh, fees, your $25 subscription, which the 84 pays for three months up front, basically. Okay? And donates to people for three months. When you share it, that all becomes a non-issue. The system pays for it through your donations that you generate. So that one-time donation turns into donor money from the people that you 
continually share it with, and it's, it's a self-driving economy. It's amazing, okay? This is an amazing development, an amazing innovation, and we're fortunate to be on this end of it. Imagine being at the beginning of Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, and all of this is one of the moments, but this may be the biggest, you know? It's people already experiencing thousands of dollars a month residual income, and I forgot to say that. It's a residual income system. So if you were to join us now in this push uh, before the end of the year, you could possibly be making thousands of dollars residually and go into next year knowing full full well what you're going to be doing while you do your traditional jobs, while you do whatever it is you do that you got to support thing behind you that may take over everything. That's the play. So I want to thank you guys for uh, listening today. For those that are in Dallas, I uh, want to invite you out to the Jazz Set Social at the Artisan Terrace. We're doing one October the 22nd uh, on the terrace in the Dallas Arts District. That's where we do the Jazz Set, man. Music, the food, the drinks, the social, it's outside, you know. So you don't have to worry about, you know, the whole thing with the pandemic, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I laugh, man, when I see somebody outside wearing a mask. I'm like, what in the world, man? You outside. You outside, though. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, they're in their own car wearing a mask. Come on, man. Let's wake up now. I mean, we've learned some things. You know, this is definitely a dangerous thing. I lost a friend a couple of weeks ago, like I said. But um, we're not living in fear, man. We're going forward, okay? And so, you know, the Jazz Set Social is an opportunity for us to, you know, gather, listen to great music. The Jazz Block Podcast, which is on Spotify, you, you can listen to the music, man. And I basically, basically bring that music to the terrace. And uh, we have corporate entities that buy tables, and uh, they treat their guests to, to a night of, of social interactivity like that with us. I invite you to go on there. I think maybe the VIP tables of eight may be all gone, but if you go and check, you might be able to still get a, uh, a table of eight. But they're high top tables, which are like two. So if you had a date night and you wanted to bring somebody out there, you get a high top table. I think they're like $35 or something. And general admission is just $10. So, I mean, there's no reason for you not to come out next week. And we pray to the Lord for the weather. So we're asking him to bless us next week with good good weather it's the fall here in dallas it's not uh it's not cold yet and uh <laughs> we can still do things outside so uh again click on the show notes the tap link and or just go to uptownjazzdallas.com you can find out more information about that but until next time uh, God bless you, man. Y'all be safe out there, and uh, we'll try to get more of these podcasts up each week. And uh, take care until next time. Bye-bye.